Hey, listen up, idiots. This is your spoiler warning. Also, you might get offended. So warning for that, too, you idiots. Over the nightmare, he will master, huh? I had to rhyme it. I get it, man. I had to rhyme it with something. Yeah. I forgot that we're doing these casual rolling intros. Yeah, we're just rolling. <laughs> I was now, not prepared for it. I'm just awkwardly waiting over here with my glass. <laughs> I'm also like talking all around all the mic, yeah. talking over it. Don't don't own it. Just it's gonna be a surround sound episode. <laughs> yeah, everything's comes out in mono at all. Anyway, <laughs> it's not gonna work out. It's just gonna sound real shitty. Sorry, guys. Uh, Hartman for like a brief period used to edit like in stereo, so I was on the left side and you were on the right. He did it twice, and both times I got so many complaints like, hey, uh, what the fuck? I listened to this with one earphone in. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, you can't do that anymore, man. That's something you don't think about. It's something you don't think about. That's all I got there. All right. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> uh, doing pretty good. What uh, What are we talking about today? Uh, we are talking about the, you know what, year? Whatever. Uh, the Japanese movie. I think movie. 88. 88? Sounds right. Little Nemo. Yeah. Little Nemo. Is it the Dream Master? Does it have the title for the movie? I think Little it, Nemo. Adventures in Slumberland? Adventures in Slumberland. Okay. Yeah. Little Nemo, Adventures in Slumberland. That is the name of it. And it, Oh, it was 92. 1992. 92. Okay. All right. Way off. Yeah. 80s are close. <laughs> it's like late 80s. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're ta- do you know why we're talking about this? I mean, I do, yeah. Why? Do you want me to delve into this? Yeah. So, uh, if you listen to our podcast, we did an episode a while back, the Super Mario 64 one. That's right. Which was one of the first few of the Retro Game Monthly Club's Games of the Month to play through, and we did an episode on it. And this month, they are doing Little Nemo, the NES game. Yeah. Uh, the Capcom super hard, uh, old school Nintendo difficulty. Very hard platformer game uh and to i guess tie into that and again give a shout out to a club and a, I don't know a group that i think is very deserving of it we're gonna do it we're gonna do another episode but instead of doing the game that we will probably not get through because it's hard it's super hard yeah uh we're gonna do the <laughs> gonna do the movie yeah because it's Little way Nemo. easier yeah and uh, i haven't watched this movie in a long time but i did watch it a lot as a kid mm-hmm. I-, I think i said in the club i uh i remember going to the little grocery store that had rental oh yeah like movie and nintendo rentals inside of it and getting both the movie and the nes game man i remember those i never rented yeah from the video store from a gas station we did okay but we had never a local from the, gas station but not never the grocery rented. store Mm-mm. okay it was pretty popular it was the closest thing and this was again back in the early 90s so was uh we never had a blockbuster Bedford? around here. Uh-huh. So would this have been like the JC? No, it was called Mills Market. It was Oh. It was over by Jiffy Treat. I don't know if you've ever been out oh, there. Oh, down that way. Yeah. I yeah. think it's now it's a, a ruler, ruler now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that used to be Mills Market. It was like okay. a local thing, I think. Yeah. I remember one of my uh manager friends always talked about the Mills Market very longingly. Yeah. And then really disparagingly about the ruler. I was like, all right, man, small town shit. I don't get it. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I don't know. It, it is a, a contentious hot button issue, but I, I do remember <laughs> the Mills Market fondly when I was a child. 
All right. So apparently it's a thing. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. I don't know. It's a nostalgia <laughs> thing. I don't have that harsh of feelings towards it, but. Man, anytime you could talk about it, it'd be like Dale and the government, this guy in Mills Market. <laughs> just always. I need to meet this dude in. and mention Mills Market like over casually and then like see if he like jumps in like, wait, you're talking about Mills Market? I'm like, yeah, man, you know Mills Market? And then I try to lead him to believe it's like some Illuminati cult Ooh. that's bringing back Mills Market and I try to recruit him. Interesting. And then I make him kill people. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good turn. Okay. I, at least you didn't go the sex cult route. I, I mean, this is much I, I think that part is implied. If I'm having oh, to kill okay? people, they're also probably <laughs> banging, I would imagine. I think Charlie Manson banged everybody in that cult. Chicks and dudes. I'm glad we got to uh, pull in a <laughs> pretty long Charlie Manson reference uh-huh. in the episode about Little Nemo. Nemo yeah. Well, there is that one, one of the point, most kid-friendly things we have possibly reviewed on this show. There is at one point a questionable Nazi salute in uh, this movie. There is spoiler. Don't spoil the movie. <laughs> Hint, the Night King is Hitler. Um. So I thought before we talked about Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland. Yes. You and I could right here kind of live pitch the sequel. Oh. <laughs> Little Nemo. Adventures in Funky Land. Okay. Right? So this is... All right, you've decided this is the sequel's name. Funky uh-huh. Land, and we're going with this. Little Nemo wait, Adventures d- in Funky no, Land. No, lee way there. Because, yeah, well, I don't know. Do you have a different idea? Let's... let's, let's... Yeah. Little Nemo goes through puberty. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, because that's already uh, that Big Mouth show on Netflix. Yeah, I'd I watch feel. that. Yeah. No, that, that sounds great. Let me go <laughs> watch Big Mouth. I want little Nemo like with an afro and platform shoes <laughs> and just tidy whities and a bass guitar like Bootsy Collins. So it'd be like, and then wait, he, he's walking through another tripped out surreal world. So Nemo as Nemo, he just has an afro now, and he's really good at he's funk still bass just guitar. A little white kid, yes, okay, but he's it's really good at <laughs> funk bass guitar, and he gets transported to Funky Land, and uh-huh. he has to fight. The 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 square dance monster. Okay, the square <laughs> dance. So the square dance is the villain of Funky Land. There's some bias here. I guess so. Is there a big uh, country rivalry with uh, funk? No, I'm just trying to go what I think is the polar opposite of funk. Because like, rigid, I guess. Yeah, right? that's, why, that's very, why I wear like rigid. That's why square I went even niche rigid. to yeah. square dancing. Okay. Like, yeah, I'll give you that. So. I'll give you that. The Macarena. Yeah, sure. Specifically, yeah. That's um, pretty. I don't think anyone that have though. like the words to it, as we talked about, I think like but, last week. So any, all right. So you're just talking about the white people dance that tells you yes. the dance steps. I think that is the literal polar opposite of, of funk, funk music. Okay, I yes. agree with you there. Yes. So that's what they fight in Funky Land is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. dance songs where they tell you the steps in the dance song. Yeah, like all think right. the electric slide. That's the opposite of funk. So they have the. Dance song that tells you the step moves of the dance in it, King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll <laughs> right. go with that. Yeah, right. we've established that. All right. So that's your sequel pitch. Yeah, Funky Land. All right. But yeah, so so he he travels around and he he fights with the power of like bass funk slaps and like it does he doesn't have to scream the incantation forever. It's really cool bass grooves. Okay. Okay. I I mean it sounds okay. It sounds okay. 
It sounds like it's going to be more music heavy, which is something bit. you aren't necessarily into in these animated movies, as we talked about. Because in those, they're more like of a musical style. Oh, in okay. my mind, this is more of a Scott Pilgrim like. Okay. It's all based around funk music as a whole instead of that one's okay. more like punk rock. Question. Yeah. Would you incorporate any famous funk musicians or jazz musicians in here through the dreamscapes? Like, who would you I cast mean, voices wise in this? Yeah. I mean, if George Clinton was to come in and do a voice, hell yeah. We'll have Isaac him play the flip version <laughs> of Funky Land. Oh, yeah. As George Clinton. That'd be killer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, anybody else? Parliament. <laughs> Stevie Wonder it, could play. Uh, who something. is alive? Yeah, he's alive. I feel like we've had this conversation many times, but Stevie Wonder is <laughs> alive. We? Yes, we talked about. Yes, we've talked okay. about Stevie Wonder and his aliveness or deafness. Yes, and I think I don't know. I guess he's alive. But. I made up the <laughs> word deafness, by but the but I'll leave this conversation, and then two days later, I'll be like, I think Stevie Wonder is dead. <laughs> You can always call me and ask. All right. Good to know. Good to know. All know. right. So we got Stevie Wonder in here. We've got George Clinton and possibly any member of parliament. Yeah. Well, Bootsy Collins, too. Like I said, but that's. Who, oh, OK. That's who I would okay. base Nemo on if we're doing sure, bass sure. style. So you're going like old school classics. We could have Flea. Flea does voice acting. Chili peppers are funky. So, OK. Open up just musically. Anybody. Not even necessarily funk, but maybe just musicians who respect funk or could get into it. Like Flea. Yeah. Chili Any- peppers did a lot of funk earlier on. I'd say Give It Away Now is pretty funky. Give It Away Now is pretty funky. But it's yeah. also pretty rock heavy. Give It Away Now? Mm-hmm. It's one of my least favorite Chili Pepper songs. I agree, but I still like it. I do, too. Um, I do, too. But yeah. when, the funkier the Chili Peppers get, the less I like it. Though mm-hmm. I do like funk. I don't like when the Chili Peppers do as much. Uh, Anybody else you would cast in here? Oh, right, since you're opening up musically, like the if horn you line, to... The horn line from Tower of Power. They could do something. That'd be tight. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't know what that means, yeah. but I'm saying okay. Tower of Power, they do the song What is Hip. That's a pretty big song. It's one that you know when you hear it. Is that the epic? Yeah, it's the big song. They say, do. this is it. What is hip? Tell me, tell me. Oh, no, we're doing two different know. songs. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't know that song. I don't know if I know that one. Okay. I mean, you would so you would get them in there. The bass line, the drum line, drum line. The horn line. Horn line. Yeah. I was not close. I was going <laughs> to name every line. <laughs> and then, I don't know, man. I got a lot of funk people. Okay. Right now. What about you, man? I don't know. Like I said, I'd be puberty. You want to do the puberty? Yeah, I would go the puberty route. I would make it real weird. It would be essentially like heavy metal. Like, but less... Well, actually, no. Fucking bring in the gory graphic shit. Because by that age, you're like... You're kind of getting into weird some Yeah, because I I liked heavy metal at that age. And heavy metal's gory. Here's what it would be. It would be a John Hughes movie in like the real world. And it would be kind of like that teenage strife. And then when he goes into the dream world, it's just the most ramped up versions of that. Real trippy, violent, graphic, all just real shit disturbing. And you know what you could even do? Fucking do live action for the real world. And then the dream world's all animated. Hand-drawn animation. It's like uh, Mr. Parnassus or whatever. The last Heath Ledger movie. Oh. The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. That one. I never saw that movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. cool. Yeah. I heard it was 
fine. So I just, the way I they recovered with it. it was really cool. It was an interesting idea. Yeah, yeah it was an interesting turnaround. It worked. Yeah, but did the movie amount to anything much more than that? Would you say it's something I should go back and need to see? No, if you've seen it once. Well, have you? Seen I've not it seen once? it at all. No. It's cool to see just because knowing why those three dudes did it is pretty cool. Just okay. Because they were good friends with Heath Ledger. I like that. Sure. And it makes it nice it's, to see. Uh, Jude Law, Johnny Depp, Depp, and who else? Uh, Colin Farrell, I believe. Colin Farrell. That's yeah. right. Okay. Okay. I'm I guess they were that. all pretty good friends with Heath Ledger at some point. <laughs> so even, even when you take that kind of approach in a movie that's not kind of determined by mm-hmm. a tragedy like the Heath Ledger thing, like what there was a, the Bob Dylan movie. That that had uh, each section of his life portrayed by different believe, people, and so one I'm was not, Kate Blanchett. I'm not there. I'm not here. Yeah, it, I think so. Yep. Um, Kate Blanchett's the most famous. Well, I think that's a fucking great idea too, and like I'm down for that. Just um, like each different era of a or even like life. Moonlight. Like that's kind of even more narrative driven, and it makes sense why they're different actors because they have to be. Mm-hmm. But I like that approach to a movie that one character is played by many different actors, and there's the different nuances and approaches. I love that. I think that's always a cool thing. Yeah. I agree with that, man. That's what my movie will be. Okay. I change it. It is Little Nemo Split. It is just... uh... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I can see it, though. Like, his his time in Slumberland gave him PTSD, which resonates now and bleeds into the real world. Yes. He is broken. Yeah. He is shattered. And And as he's trying to get together, anytime he goes into a dream state, it's just 30 different hymns. It's it's like the Pirates of the Caribbean scene with all the mini Jack Sparrows, except not shitty actors. And then he has daydreams and they come to life and it's terrible. Ooh, yeah. I'm yeah, actually, that's the twist. I'm liking this pitch. That's the twist is his nightmare is reality and how he has to deal with that. And like that's the ultimate arc and of he's the a movie. Drunk. All right, so who's getting better? Who's Nemo? Edward Furlong. Okay, man. But they're going to do the is Sam Jackson CG I brought, from... I brought <laughs> Edward Furlong up earlier? This might be 100% why it's fresh <laughs> in my mind. But it's got to be somebody like that. I feel like you make that movie now, Jacob Tremblay is cast just automatically. Fuck that kid. I'm not crazy about it. But you give me like the, the, the smarmy, sassy kid from Iron Man 3. I'm going to say... Uh, I'm going to go here. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It's too old, man. But that's but he's like Nemo now. See, I would I okay. And also, it is a period piece because Nemo takes place in like 1920. Oh shit, London. So, so let's ramp it up to the 50s. Let's talk about 50s. Nemo's in his mid 30s. He's fucking wrecked. All right, so that opens it up. Then. Yeah. So then you're Joseph Gordon-Levitt. You don't have to be the child actor. He's an adult now. It's a sequel. Shit. You know who would have been great? Anton Yelchin. Oh, yeah. Uh, who's somebody Probably. on that level? Honestly, I don't even care. Jump it up to the 70s no, and make it this. make Wait. it Sam Rockwell. No. I just want Sam Rockwell. All right. So Sam Rockwell <laughs> I'd be into. Also, let's go British. Let's go either of the dudes from Sherlock. Oh, Cumberbatch or Martin Freeman. Yeah, either or. I think Martin Freeman would be very interesting. As a, as a Nemo that's like yeah. having reality bleed over. Yeah. 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 I'm selling this. He Boom. Might, he, yeah, he might be a little old, though. He might be a little too old now at this I point. I don't know, man. Unless you go up, 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 
and make it like he's real old and fucked. And at that point, like that's a sad redemption that for 50 years, 60 years, you've been fucked Fuck up it. and then you finally get get some resolve at the end. Patrick uh. Stewart. Ooh. Is Here's that a- Picard? Yeah. Jesus Christ. As Nemo dealing with PTSD of Dreamworld bleed over. Oh, it's just a big fish. Yes. It's big fish. That's what it is. And he has a son who's been fucked up because the dad's been so locked in his head. It's Logan where like he can't control it and it starts to affect everything in a destructive way. (laughs) Slumberland has bled into reality and has taken over. (laughs) It like crushes buildings. Zeppelins come out of nowhere. All right. Okay. I'm into this. Cannons full of of clown criminals crash through. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Courthouses. I had to find a C word there. They take all the humans and then shoot them up into space forever. (laughs) That's your punishment. (laughs) It's going to be a real short forever once you're up in the gravity and vacuum of space. (laughs) Dead. So that was good. You sounded like the squirrel from Little Nemo. Oh, did I? Mm -hmm. Totally uh, intentional. Uh, I set him up, but he spikes him. What about, so, Baseball. I don't know, I guess we've already made our pitch. What about real nightmares? Can you remember a terrifying nightmare you've actually had? Um, wow, I've had, Jesus Christ, I don't know. I don't know of any memorable nightmares. Like, I've especially, a, like, scary monster, bad, like, real terrifying ones. I've not had, I've had, I have had a nightmare about Freddy Krueger. Okay. I definitely have had that. Okay. And he was killing my grandmother and my mom at the courthouse where, like, they worked. I do remember that. I've had the most recent one I remember. It wasn't, like, a nightmare nightmare, but I was, like, I was down in Florida during a storm. Everything was blue, and, like, I was walking against the wind, and it was, like, a real slow walk. (laughs) And I was almost, like, completely vertical. Like, it was really weird. I don't know. But it wasn't like a nightmare. It's that nightmare. hard struggle, like, yeah. It's one of those yeah, kind you of just, stress dreams. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. It wasn't like getting chased by... I don't have those by no. like a monster or anything. I mean, I definitely... Uh, bugs. I have really? real bad like bug dreams every once in a while. I don't often dream. Do you like wake up I do, scared like covered that you're covered yeah, in bugs? Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's like in the dream, like I'm just getting swarmed by like many, many, many. And like I wake up kicking sometimes. I'm like, I'll, I'll kick Laura by <laughs> yeah. accident. And I'm like, I'm, she'll tell me the next morning. I have no idea I'm even doing it. But yeah, I get that a lot. And then I get um the stress dreams that everybody gets. Like I still I still have, oh, it's the, the end of college semester and you have a big fucking project. And it's the night before and you didn't do it. And then literally my whole dream is the eight hours of working and stressing. Oh, my and like God. it just doesn't end. It's not like a quick thing like, oh, I showed up to class yeah. and I didn't do well on the test It is like a long, arduous process only to then wake up. And I never get like the satisfaction of like turning it in. It is just the stress part. That was like my nightmare where i'm like walking against the wind like mm-hmm. i'm trying to get to this building to get out of the wind and but like i'm i yeah. never make any ground you just stay right there yeah and it's really weird do you all right so that that's like very symbolic right I, do you, you buy think, into the know. dream symbolism and like reading into like oh well if you have a dream about like that it means you feel stuck in life like you can't move ahead like, you're not getting that promotion you need, or this or that. Like, this is 
your body's way of interpreting it and like letting your mind have peace about it. I don't know. I Do think you buy it's, into that. I don't per se. I think it's just random synapses. Yeah. Working and making sense out of nonsense while your brain's not. Because f- your brain is still sleeping, too. It's like not fully it's there. True. And that's just what's happening. Mm-hmm. It's just it's more awake than you are on some certain level. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I guess it's like this crazy concept of like the disconnect between your brain and your body and yourself and your conscience. And I don't know. Dreams yeah. are weird. They are. But I think they're just. Uh, do you do you still dream pretty frequently? Not that I remember. Yeah. But I, I don't really remember dreams. I don't anymore either. I yeah. used to. I feel like I did a lot. And I think it was around like high school, college time. I just stopped. I might get them like every once a week, once every two weeks, but I don't remember anything. Uh, if I do have them, yeah, I don't remember them. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. Have, what about lucid dreaming? Have you ever looked into this? I did, and there was one point like in the early Alta Vista <laughs> uh, Windows 95 days. Okay. I definitely tried that, and like I researched it. I did like the you like- beeps you would hear like while you're sleeping to train yourself to... Once you hear that beep or a certain pattern, you can kind of be like, oh, I'm alive or I'm in a dream. And then the body's response is to be like immediately wake up. So you have to build a resistance to it by doing that I over and over again. Like, look like train yourself to look for a ball like something. Yeah, it's it's like then, the inception, like the, the totem. Ball. Yeah. You have a totem. You start small and then mm-hmm. you can like you train yourself to see the ball and then you realize that you're controlling that. Yeah. And then you can. Or in lost terms, you need a constant. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a... I like the idea of it. I got bored of it real quick. Like, it's one of those things I think takes a lot of practice. Like, meditating. Well, it's also... Truly meditating. Like, I don't want to put years into learning this. It's one of those things that, like, I kind of think is bullshit. And people are just going along with the thing. Oh. And like the only way to prove it is to like train myself to do it. But it's like, I don't want to do that. But I yeah. think you're full of shit, but I can't ever prove it. We're both lazy enough to not do it. Yes. But we have two very different minds. <laughs> I want to believe and you're I like, do that's believe bullshit. Too. <laughs> but like, I don't trust people inherently. But it's also a thing that like, I can't. And like, how do you prove it? Like, you can't just scientifically prove like I also oh, yes. have these dreams where I look at people and then their faces turn into other people and then uh, they stab me in the back. <laughs> I wonder what it means. Oh, well, that's. I don't know. I, the only one I trusting do know. Trusting people. Trusting people. I, well, of course. I know that if you have a dream about losing your teeth, it's supposed to represent that you're losing control. Mm-hmm. Like, you feel like you don't have control of your life or something. Yeah, ha- and I I have had a dream about happens. losing teeth or like just pulling teeth out of my head. Yeah, or they're just mysteriously loose. Yeah, or something. Uh huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I have had that. Yeah. Uh, the falling dream. I mean, everybody seems to have a variation of the falling dream where you wake up. You know, I've never done that. Mine. So I've mine never had specific, a falling dream. I don't have a falling dream. What will happen to me in my dream is that I'm like going down a set of stairs and you trip and I, not trip, but you take that ghost step where you think there's uh, another step, but it's like the ground and it's like that. Have you ever done that? It's the equilibrium thing. Yeah. It's right? like you think it's, that there's another yeah. thing coming and your, your mind is interpreting it. And then the reality hits and it, yep. it shocks you. That's how I have my That's, falling dream. I usually don't get that in dreams. That's when I'm going to sleep. That 
will I get that always too. fucking happen. The jerk yep. away. And you're yeah. like, fuck, I'm wide awake again. <laughs> God damn it. I was there and I fucking tripped yeah. or something. But when I'm in a dream, I usually never fall. And here's another weird thing. I've never flown. Everybody talks about flying in their yeah. dreams. I've never done anything like that. I've never done anything fantastical. I just fucking mundane Ryan and then other shit happens around. Like I've never, I don't know. I hear people talk about some of their dreams and I get, this is why I looked into the lucid dreams. All these motherfuckers are having way better well, dreams than I and am. And this is why I think it's bullshit because <laughs> they're having way better ones than me. And I think my shit I think about some pretty crazy stuff, and it's like, dude, how are you, is this right? shit happening to you? No, <laughs> you're making shit up. It's not real. I call bullshit on dreams. Well, I, maybe it's a repression thing because if John Cornbread over there is having like these maybe. really cool wild dreams, it's because he's not having a wild life. He's not getting it like elsewhere. Or is it because our dreams are so fucking crazy that our subconscious mind has to block oh, them out? Because maybe. they're so shocking. They would just break our minds. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like fucking the great old ones in Cthulhu. Okay. We're envisioning in our dreams and our brain's like, nope, can't, nope, <laughs> shut it down. We're not looking at that one. Uh-uh. Get out of here, Cthulhu. No, you're not coming in this way. But eventually... The subconscious, this is how he invades. It's through It is these lucid dreaming. People are flirting with things they don't understand. That's always been, yeah, that's we gotta put been a, another thing. Like consciousness and everything in other dreams. Like, ah, just don't push the boundaries Congress, of science, Electoral guys. College, put a, ban it. Ban lucid dreaming now. In 2020, I suggest we just stop science. Like, yeah. we're good where we are. No. Stop pushing boundaries. Stop dreaming. Be complacent. People we're okay. can't dream. We're okay. No more dreams. That's how we lose to the great old ones. It's going to happen. <laughs> Quit it. It is. It we're is. We're going to die. Ryan, let's talk about this movie, man. All right. Let's um, do it. What the hell is the name of it? Little, Little Nemo. Nemo Adventures in Slumberland. It's from 1992. It is. It is an anime. It is. It's a Japanese animated motion picture. Mm -hmm. And as I stated before, I'm dubbed by dubbed. some one famous person and then some others. That are actually pretty good voice actors. I think some... for the most part, they're fine. Yeah. There's a general inconsistency with like accents and attitudes. Yeah, it seems like it was cast by a Japanese casting crew for sure because they're not going to understand like the different American dialects. So if we're going for London in the 1920s and we got Mickey Rooney and like all these other people, like even little Nemo is like the most like Cornbread. plain yeah. average white voice you could have. American voice, I guess, not white voice, but just just nothing. There's nothing to it. There's no accent, nothing. And then you have Mickey Rooney doing like the old, um, I guess, Three Stooges kind of. What would you even describe his accent here? Uh, yeah, just like bumbling old, Ricky or Mickey Rooney. Right. Then the princess is sometimes hoity-toity British and then she drops it. Yeah. It's all, it's a kind of over the place. The king is just Santa Claus, like not, no accent, he's just Santa Claus He voice. definitely looks like it. And, and he, he looks like it too. Yeah, he does have that big bellowing voice, but I think that's just, like how do you draw a big guy with a giant beard and not have it have hints of Santa Claus? Yeah, that's true. But if it's, I don't know, maybe this is not a question to ask. 
Is is Santa Claus celebrated in Britain? Do they have somebody else? I would think so, yeah. Do they have a different uh, kind of thing? Not that I would think of. I think, I mean, Santa Claus is pretty primarily, like, around where, like, Christianity is. Well, I guess that's, but is, is Christianity big in Britain? I don't even know. In the UK. I mean, that's where the fucking Crusades were from and shit, you know? Oh, yeah, I guess so. King Arthur, you know. Excalibur, Lady in the Lake. Some, uh, that's some religious shit. Uh, it is. Yeah. It is, but that is not Christianity. Not that specifically. I would, see, like, that's, I would. But King Arthur's search for the Holy Grail. They were into the Arthurian stuff. That'd be way cool. If, like, they were still celebrating Arthur and Merlin and all that. Yeah. I'd be way down for that. (laughs) I'd move to Britain. I'd celebrate that religion. Enjoying that. You could move to Scandinavia and, like, do Odin. Eh, the Norse people, they're fucking rough. It is they're a little lifestyle. too rough for me. I can't do that. That's a brutal lifestyle, I feel like uh, the London people, they're a little bit more cushy. Not really, man. Uh, they're the, in castles eating and feasting. The royalty, not you. That's true. I guess it depends on what... I'm, dude, I'm, I'm the knowledgeable thing from the future, right? I come back and... I got stuck on this awesome YouTube channel. Of I this. would be kidding King Arthur's court. You would be. I would be instantly moved up the ranks. Have you not seen any Disney movie from the nineties? Not many, man. I don't. I don't like Disney movies on the whole. That's fair. I don't either. Like I some just, of them, I've I do. Seen many of them. Yeah, some of them I do, but in general, like, are you okay? So we go like the classic and uh, animated Disney stuff, like Snow White, uh, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King, that I, kind of stuff. I hate Beauty and the Beast. Like Sleeping some Beauty, parts of Lion Fox King. And Hound. I love Little Mermaid. No secret. There you there. go. Let's do that. All right. So Little Mermaid, you like? Oh yeah. The the tale where women should not speak, and this is how their true voice should be found. And Ariel's a redhead. Is that that is the shallowest reason? That's a big. That's a big part. Yeah. <laughs> that's even worse than my made up reason. But it, it's also got like the Calypso Island music. I like that. It's got. I like both songs in that movie, which is a rarity. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, it's a good movie. I don't know. Why are we on that, though? We're talking about Little Nemo. I don't know. We got tangents, man. We do. Uh, <laughs> Little Nemo, man. What the hell is happening here? It's All a right. kid that has lucid dreams, basically. Uh, Yeah. Almost. like He understands that he has control in these dreams. Or, or just readily accepts. Just, yeah. Yeah. Or it's just that he accepts it. I don't know. It's kind of like the kid version of Inception. <laughs> it does at some points because, like, he never wakes up. No. No. We're- he falls in and out of different levels of dream states pretty much for a lot of this. There's a lot of fake out, like, waking up, but it's still a dream gags in this movie. But it's not. I don't think it's uh, offensive. I don't think it's so, done too, too much. So here's here's the real heartbreaker Uh oh so nemo at the start really wants to go to the circus and keeps asking his Mm. father right Mm -hmm. and his father is like no nemo i have to go to work yes i have meetings to do nemo don't you understand typical businessman dad so we've seen nemo doesn't actually wake up from dreams many times and suddenly at the end his father is nice and into going to the circus is nemo still in a dream at well, the end of this movie, if you look, you can kind of see the top starting to wobble right? a little bit. Yeah, 
It is. It could be. He also gets stuck in a dancing loop. It dancing was a big part. Very well be. I don't know. That's probably more realistic. And then even sadder. <laughs> because his reality is so shit. Nemo also has a pet flying squirrel. He does. This is maybe something that could be like, maybe it's all a dream. Because it's weird how grounded everything is in his reality. And then he goes into the dream world and it gets crazy and that's acceptable. But he has a flying squirrel that wears a pair of goggles. Yeah. And talks in like animated chipmunk voice. So you can kind of hear... Words, words sometimes but it's mostly just like yeah forever but like it's it's the typical 90s kind of cartoon dumb animal sidekick and uh Jinx. you saw this and you said oh that girl's badass yeah kind of i forgot how much he talks yeah and that kind of deteriorated because i claimed him badass early on yeah i still think he is a cool pet to envision if he would have just made general squeaks yeah i uh the squirrel for, or i think it's a squirrel or chipmunk from the iron giant is yeah. handled uh in a similar way but i think it's done much better there it's like yeah that squirrel i think sometimes like it falls in a hat and it has like a dumb cute funny moment but like there's a scene which i think is indicative of one of the few things that doesn't work in this movie where like nemo and the squirrel are fighting and it just goes on and on those two trying to bicker back and forth and he's trying to grab the squirrel and the squirrel's like meow, 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 and it's like doing the animated shapes to get out of the way of his hands. yeah and it's just and it keeps doing like a, a weird sound effect like a yeah little pop yeah it's a little too much uh, the i don't know he's a little bit too animated for the reality of the world i wish it was like Maybe he had like a squirrel pet in a cage in real life. And when he goes to sleep, oh, then, then the squirrel out. wakes up or something. Well, it does look like a squirrel that like lives outside of his house. Why he... does it have goggles though? I, I know. <laughs> That's the thing. I it's think like, just it's to a make little it bit too out. far. Yeah. It's a, just a little bit much. Probably for marketing. And... I, oh, I, I get it for sure. And it definitely probably played to the kids very, very I well, it. which it needs to. Yeah. But it's, I think, in a movie that does really well kind of, I think, keeping it grounded for as weird and like creative as this movie gets at times, like there's a reason why it does those things. And it even ties back thematically at times to the real life. I think that squirrel is the one thing that stands out. And it's not even necessarily bad. It's just more noticeable. Like, yeah. I see what you're doing here. I see what you're doing here. Um, That's it. Not bad. How about this cold open? Uh, It's fantastic. You yeah. get like a an action dream set piece like right out of the gate that immediately throws Nemo into like some pretty perilous situations. Some really surreal things, too. Mostly, I remember the train chasing him through many, many different areas. Well, there's also at, like when he comes into the first nightmare part, it's the uh, that clock. That each time mm. it clicks, he the bed loses more power till it falls down this infinitely long building. Yeah, and I don't know that that part's got that classic uh, Japanese anime like things rushing by style. Ah, uh, beautiful! This whole movie is really, really gorgeous. Yeah, it's one of those early '90s high budget anime like you can just tell a lot of. Just love went into every aspect of this. Oh, the animation's just so smooth and like it, it works. 
it all works in service of the film. I think uh, the the best uh, piece of animation. I love the enemy of the nightmare design, the the blob shape. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's not like it's whatever. It's just like another blob shape. It's not anything too too creative. But you can see the detail they put in, like the lines and the different shades. Well, and, like, like the red energy, yeah, the, glowing like through glows it, through it, pushed like kind of through. It's almost like they animated Venom with like energy pushing through like that symbiote kind of wavy oily texture i think the venom movie wanted just, to look this cool jesus christ I, <laughs> maybe they could have they should just make something like that an animated movie that was but. another thing we talked like i at the time this movie came out in 92 although i guess when the fuck did jurassic park come out 95 was that 95 95 okay. for sure you could not have made this movie this tripped out and surreal at this time no no. Well, I, uh, when was uh, Terry Gilliam uh, going back to Parnassus uh, when Time Bandits was pretty surreal? And yeah, I think you could do it. And people were uh, Dark Crystal was pretty surreal. Well, Labyrinth yeah, was, got there. That was super puppety. You go puppety this way. Yeah, I, I think it could work. Or you go live action and do uh, I think you'd have to do live action puppets. I don't know, but some, some of those of things stuff. with like. The floating bed, the walking bed, like, that was a really cool visual thing. The walking bed was. Yeah, I don't see them pulling that off. I can kind of see, like, the old school effects of making the bed fly because that's just like a bed on a riser moving in a green screen. Yeah. Easy peasy. But, like, that walking bed with, like, you you put it best. It looks like Jake from uh, Adventure Time, like, with the long giraffe legs. It's really crazy weird looking. Wobbly bendily, though? Yeah. Like, there's no. Wobbly bendily. I don't know. That was a word. Yeah. There's just like, there's no anatomy there. They're just, I don't know. It is. I have to imagine that Jake from Adventure Time, it has to be inspired from that. They had to have seen that and it has to be some sort of. Probably just stuck with him. Yeah. Like I imagine like uh, Nemo being stuck in between the big bosomed lady (laughs) would have stuck with me. So that, that, that did stick out to you, that whole part. Oh my God. Yeah. That's fantastic. That is a piece of animation that like would not history. be allowed to be given to kids today. But it is. So essentially, Nemo goes in and out of these dream states, uh, has issues with his dad not taking him to a park. He promises his mom not to get into the pie. Kind of gets into. I don't remember this. I don't remember this promise either. Yeah. But then he comes out and apologizes for it. Because halfway through, I was like. Well, then it says on the thing, remember your promise, Nemo. Like, but I don't remember the promise. So nope. I thought maybe I talked over it. But anyway, he he eats a pie that has a re- remember your promise note on it. This all ties into the end. We'll come back to this. But then he goes into what is Slumberland. He gets invited to be the playmate of a princess. And then that gets real fast tracked as he meets the real inappropriate father <laughs> who then um, pretty much calls him an heir within the first two minutes of meeting him yep. and then makes him a prince. And he goes into prince training and the prince training is one of the musical bits. There's maybe like three or four musical numbers in this movie. And I think none of them yeah. are great except you like this one for this training okay. one. I think this training one works. It's a lot of You've fun got to use your etiquette. It is. It, it's. It's. He's going to Prince training, so he's got the dinner etiquette. He's got the the book smarts. He's got fencing. fencing. He's got all these things. But the one that sticks out is he has dance instructions yep. with a heavy set lady. Huge titties. 
with huge, huge bosoms bigger than Nemo's head. And when she dances with him, she pulls him in so much that the head gets enveloped in what is a boob sandwich. Yep. Uh, Good way to describe it. (laughs) And this happens for a bit. This goes on for a bit and then goes away and then comes back two more times. And they keep doing this enough so that you hear like a muffled Nemo go like, no, not again. Yeah. It's like very Kenny-esque. But, I don't know. Yeah. It was really funny to me and just kind of stuck out. It was obviously. one of those classics of animation. But it's like it's one thing that I don't know if you could get away with nowadays. Yeah. I don't know. I don't watch the Despicable Me movies. Maybe you could. I'm pretty <laughs> sure there's a lot of butts. No, there's minion butts. You could get away with this shit. Yeah. In a Never thong. mind. You, you totally could. Never mind. Whatever. Anyway, I loved it. I love this And I think on the sequence. whole. And I think it's a good song. It's too. fairly innocent. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's presented as, like, awkward. That said, there are a surprising amount of big-bosomed and big-butted ladies in this movie because later on, uh, Flip sneaks into the party oh, by yeah. hiding under the dress of, like, a huge-butted lady. Yeah. Like, it sticks out, like, a foot from her back. Like, it's ridiculous. I thought it was going somewhere else because of the earlier scene. Luckily, it was just... Oh yeah, sneaking in. I was like, "What is Flip doing?" Because you thought he was getting in between them cheeks. Yeah, we've not talked about Flip. Uh, Flip is the f- wh- Mickey yeah. Rooney character. Describe yeah. Flip for me, Kyle. Uh, what, Flip, what's Flip. So if you pick what up about <laughs> earlier on in the movie when Nemo sees the parade for the circus, all of these characters are introduced. Yeah. So Flip is shown there. Flip is a clown in the parade, mm-hmm. and in this movie, he's like. He's like Loki, basically. He's the character representation of mischief. He's not yeah. necessarily bad, but he's not good either. He just flirts the line and does whatever he wants to have fun and create chaos. Yep. He also flies a giant crow, which is pretty cool. He really abuses the crow. You feel you feel really bad for the crow. I feel real bad for the crow. Like he's a dick to the crow. <laughs> he what did he what did he call it? He he even called it I like forget. a real shitty name. It was like Flapboy or, or something. something. Yeah, it wasn't flap shit, but it was real disrespectful. Like they land this bird like face first into the ground every time. Yeah. Uh, at one point, the guards are trying to catch the bird, so they have like a big long white cloth around its neck that they're just yanking on. This bird is like. I don't know. I feel like the same pity for him. I feel like Gollum. It's, it's the same. I'm just like, what? A, kill it. Just end this suffering for this, this poor, poor fucking bird. bird. I like the crow. It has a. Uh, it has some. I love the design, and yeah. then they just shit on it yeah. so hard. Poor guy. Well, it's, I mean, I guess that shows again what being associated with Flip will do for you. It's true. It's one he of those just uses that, you exactly, and Nemo doesn't pick yeah. up on it. So. I Nemo is also an idiot, by yes. the way, because he He's walks into the bank or the police station and there are thousands of posters hanging up, literally hundreds, I, I maybe not thousands, but literally hundreds of posters of Flip in the wanted thing yeah. for all many things. And he's just walking by like, La-da-da-da-da. then they go and fuck with the police officers. Like, Wait, you're wanted? <laughs> yeah. And then he's surprised at the end. Yeah, it's it's they've. They really foreshadow Flip's uh, maybe chaotic, neutral, chaotic evil side yeah. very early on in this movie. Enough to the point where, like, you do start to be like, come on, kid. Like, this is a fucking enough. Like, I know you're a kid, but you're not this stupid. Like, come on. 
I also find it kind of surprising that the king gives the new guy this all-powerful key that can open every door in the kingdom, including the one door you can never open, Nemo. Mm-hmm. And that door key is... That door is humongous, and the fucking lock is, like, super tiny and right down here. I did like that animation of the door opening. Oh, yeah. That was a really cool one. It was a super intricate door. And uh, that bar pulls out and has all the spider webs on it. That mm-hmm. was a really nice touch. Oh, yeah. This movie's gorgeous, man. I can't say it enough. Yeah, it's it's one of the things the animators really pay attention to the details. They This is a movie that you can tell they animated every 24 frames. Like, I know a lot of kind of other, especially American movies, do like one one frame animated for every like two or three frames to like save money and space. But this one is just so fluid in everything. And like, they really go out of their way to make their characters very dynamic in their movements. Yeah. Um, and just like the, the MC Escherness of it too. Like just that, that whole surrealism, them them going into the room in the palace and it's upside down. And so they're jumping on the table. The table falls. He lands on the, the balcony out of nowhere and slides all the way down this railing and it leads into another place. It's like, it's all real cool and neat. Um, you said it best. It's surrealist. Yeah. And I think that's when this movie sails and when it sings is when it gets real surreal. There's a montage in the middle that I, I think you like. I, it, it, it's them with the princess for the first time out and they're in like little balls oh, with yeah, their heads yeah, sticking yeah. out. And they start bumping each into each other. Then it starts raining. So they order butterfly wings to come carry like, them away. away. Yeah. And then they're drying off in like just a random like. It's like dandelion puffballs. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's just things happen for no fucking reason. But like it's what would happen in a dream. So yeah. it, it just moves things around. Sense. You yeah. do whatever. And then. Yeah. 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 So I, I think that's kind of when the movie works. When it doesn't kind of hold your hand. Like they do with like the flip stuff. It's it's when they're just like, this is going to be weird shit. You interpret it. We're not going to spell things <laughs> out. Like, it would just go with it. I I think that's great. It's also, it kind of, excuse me, Jesus Christ. Towards the <laughs> end there, I'm get, I'm taking my own trip to Summer Land. <laughs> uh, towards the end there, it kind of like starts to really jump around and wrap things up. Like, we're shown this dude that gets this medal for, he lies to the thing, but it, I don't know where this dude comes from. And then the Nightmare King gets pissed off anyways and inhales all of them in. Mm-hmm. And then we get that really cool fight with the the creepy manta ray. You remember this fight? Where oh, yeah yeah, yeah. 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 For the. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He, he makes the, the lightsaber. I did get real tired of this incantation. I will say that. It is a very long incantation. And it's also very repetitive. Pajama. Yeah. Shazama, pajama, rama, mama, shazama, pama, pajama, mama. Pajama. Yeah. And then literally for like the last 20 to 30 minutes of the movie, like just this is all it. Nemo is saying. Yeah. And he's screaming it at the top of his words. lungs. <laughs> but no, that, that, uh, the manta ray, the stingray fight is fucking great. And it kind of is, uh, real violent. Yeah. It's uh, a little but brutal. they take away the, any blood or anything. Uh-huh. But like, still. He splits a manta with like what is essentially a lightsaber from it like cuts like part top of its to wing bottom off and then cuts it completely in half. <laughs> he fucking bone tomahawks <laughs> that stingray. It is fantastic. I love it. Yeah. Also, I like, sure, don't man. care if I spoil a bone tomahawk. You fuckers should have seen it by now. Yeah. Well, I think we're 
supposed to in the very near future do an episode with Dave on, on Bone. It. Oh, never mind. Forget what I said. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be a surprise at the end. What happens? Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. You guys stick around for that one. Yeah, he requested that. I'm pretty sure he wanted to do Bone Tomahawk. Oh, it's a fantastic movie. Yeah. Um. So Stingray, he's uh he fights it and he's so on the way. We didn't talk about the oomps. Oomps. Oh yeah, they were pretty. Those cool. things. They were. They were. The generic thing that shows up at this point in every fantasy adventure movie. Mm-hmm. You kind of have it in Labyrinth. You have it in oh, yeah. um, uh, Princess Bride. Kind of, right? I'm Don't, not sure. You have something that shows up to them and joins them. All of these movies have that thing. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. They're just like the weird plucky characters out of the Dark woods. Dark Crystal that hap- has it. Dark Crystal, for sure. Um... I don't know, they work. I think uh, their inclusion works. It's real. They have a really cool, unique power. Yeah. They look fantastic. I think that's like, that's the thing about them. Whereas Flip, I could essentially, they come in very late in the film to replace Flip. Yeah. I think is like the kind of relatable kids character that'll keep a kid entertained without being too scary by like the big Night King because like the Night King is also metal and scary as shit like he's great he is also he's greatly designed yeah but you need something to make the kids not freak out and that's the oomps who are like these they're goblins but they don't look like goblins really they look more like furry bears and dogs and things they're different shapes and they have different color like little tufts of hair collars and then they all can like blob into each other like like station silly putty and turn into like station yeah yeah like silly putty the silly putty is probably more accurate because they are like very very amorphous yeah yeah just like the nightmare yeah it's almost like a fucking and they're in the nightmare world but they're good people it's sort of like in uh link to the past when he goes to the alternate hyrule yeah and there's still good people there and that's you know and that's that's one of the things that works about this movie is for it first and foremost it is a kids movie and as a kids movie you kind of have to judge it on like what it's doing for the kids and i think this is doing kind of a good thing for the kids here it's like hey not every one of something is bad like there's fucking many shapes like sure those goblins are bad but not all goblins are bad well and it it shows nemo as reckless and that his recklessness has severe consequences that is true too and that there's a lot of that. Even if you make a mistake, it's best to own up and fix your own mistake. Yes. And so it's really it's doing a lot to teach kids too. It's a pretty yeah. good movie, man. It's it's I it's I think it's very very well crafted from a script level and from like kind of a thematic level for a kid. Again, it's no real big concept that you and I are not familiar with, but for a kid, this is better than fucking it can't minions. Be good to see. Yes, this is better, better than, than like the shit we have nowadays. Better than well, not Mega Mind. Mega Mind's all right. Yeah, but that was like ten years ago. That's true. Now like, we have uh, Hotel Transylvania three. Right, the, party cruise. The cruise. Let's get Grandpa laid, but Grandpa's Adam Sandler Dracula. <laughs> Yay! And the lady is Glinda Van Helsing. I know your whole movie plot from the trailer. It's garbage. It's true. You did the saddest thing about that, Gindy Gindy Tart. Tartakovsky yeah. is behind them, and he was legit great at yeah. one point. Well, hey, now, now here's the only good thing. He getting that Adam Sandler money. He getting paid. That is true. That is he true. He getting paid, Gindy. Take it, baby. 
you suffered through many years of it's true cartoon Network yeah Hell. it's selfish of me to be like i wish he wasn't getting paid and doing art again <laughs> but like it's true do what do what you need to man i get it um i get it all right ryan let's let's go ahead and rate this movie yeah absolutely uh, um okay I, I have a scale i think let's do it on a scale of one to ten weird ass dream cookies from the princess with 10 being the absolute best score okay I wonder if those cookies were laced with LSD, and that's why the dreams got Ooh. super trippier, because he ate the cookies and was drugged. Could be. Anyways, 1 to 10, 10 being the best score you could have. All right. What would you give Little Nemo? Um, I'd give it a solid 7 out of 10. Um, It might be a little higher if I had maybe more nostalgia behind it, if I grew up with it. Um. But for what it was, I thought it did what it needed to. I think it's a pretty good movie for kids. I think maybe a little scary at times for kids. Were, yeah. I don't know. Um, mostly my my biggest complaints. I, I love a lot of what it's doing. But my biggest complaints are the squirrel and Flip. And I think those are the two characters that are like the comic wacky relief for, the kids. for kids. Yeah. And there was one point when Flip was driving the fucking airship. Or whatever, and he was—I don't even remember what he was saying—but he went between like five or six of like the most trite fucking things you could say when like riding a a ship, sailing a ship. Yeah. In like the span of thirty seconds, and and that's when I was I'm like, sure it was just Mickey "This Rooney. character has become—he's yeah. become Poochie. He needs to die." <laughs> Mickey we Rooney need to just get rid of him. in the studio, just babbling to himself that <laughs> they're is. recording it. I think that's what it was. <laughs> That's what it sounded like to me. That's what it was. Um, there was no script. They were just like, say something a sailor would say, Mickey. Well, he's just in there reading it, and they're like, hey, quick, turn on the mics. And he's just like, yo, ho, take a turn, turn the wheel, bash, bash. Starboard side, port sailing, leaving <laughs> the harbor, toot, toot, butt scoot. It's like, it's just the most yeah. stupid shit. And like, Hard to port, yes, captain. Yeah. To the side, yes, captain. Yeah, yeah. all that. So I was mercifully happy when the ooms came in and they just kicked him out of the fucking movie. Like, I you was like, shut up, God. You could shut up and carry the luggage, idiot. <laughs> what about you? What, um, where are you at here? I'm also, even with the nostalgia, I'm giving it a perfectly rated seven as well. Okay. Uh, yeah. For the most part, I think this movie is a, still a bit long in the tooth. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It begins to drag on towards the end. Like, we want to wrap it up. Let's get yeah. to it. I think a lot of it is that fucking repeated incantation. It gets so repetitive. Yeah. And I'd just like to see that cut down just a bit. Um, mm -hmm. uh, other than that, There's I mean. There's also a lot of back and forth yeah. of like, oh, because Flip didn't say this thing, like we're wasting a lot of time arguing Flip. Like, we don't probably even need the oomphs at that point of the movie. It's just yeah. more screen time that's not needed. Exactly. Because they just replace Flip, but we need that whole scene of. Them arguing back and forth with Flip, like, like yeah. oh, they put the cigar in my mouth. We didn't do that. Flip is bad. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, yes, we all know Flip is bad. Why are we doing this? And, uh, you know, it's all there because the map gets wet. And mm -hmm. that, again, that's just another prolonging thing and shows yeah. Flip is untrustworthy, which we've seen like five times before. We don't. Yep. We don't need another they reference. Spell it that, out a little too much. Yeah, we yeah. get it. You they can't can trust cut this guy. Some of that out. And I think you're right. It could be a much tighter movie. Surprise. Big yep. deal. So, yeah, overall, just a seven. I think it's mm -hmm. beautiful. It's a fantastic, gorgeous looking movie mm -hmm. uh, with a great soundtrack, soundtrack not counting the musical stuff, but like the, the score is great. Again, you can just tell it's got that big budget behind it. That, oh, yeah. 
really elevates a lot of these early anime movies to a higher level that even Disney movies mm-hmm. couldn't really contend with, I feel. For sure. So, yeah. Overall, man, a seven. It's a great movie. Yeah. You should watch it. Surprisingly, still a good watch. You should also play the game for the Retro Game of the Month Club. If you don't know what that is, you should look it up on Facebook because it's a cool group. Steve and Michael does a great job running it. They also mm-hmm. added the high score challenge, which I haven't taken part in at anything yet. I I have twice, but I've not posted. <laughs> oh, really? Because you haven't I done very well. I definitely was part of the Tetris one. Really? And I got real into because this was when Tetris 99 was coming oh, out yeah, around yeah. that time. So yeah. I was back in Tetris hardcore mode for that time. Well, why and I was your scores. I don't know, because it's like one of those things. Where it's like it's nobody's doing it right now. So I don't want to be the person that does it. And it's just like, oh, cool. Oh. Ryan posted a score. Oh, <laughs> big whoop. I don't want to draw attention to me. So I just didn't. Fair enough. That's. This is my life. <laughs> start, start sending your scores to me and I'll take all credit for them. There you go. I'll do that. I'll take like, pictures and just send yeah. it. Okay. I'll be like, all yeah, right. I did this. What up? <laughs> Fucking deal with it. I'm the best. I like it. All right. We'll do I'll, it again. I'll own it. And we got to stop having these hard fucking games because like last month with Paperboy, Paper if you get past like the first three stages in that game, like you're, you're not a fucking human. Nemo, man. Good luck playing yeah. this game this month. That said RC Pro A Pro Am. Do you say Pro Am? I say RC Pro Am. Oh, I say Pro Am. Pro Am. Yeah. Uh that's the high score month or high score game of this month, right? I think so, yeah. Uh if that's the case, that's a fantastic game. Yeah. And I will I might I might compete for that one because I've got it on my Xbox right now. It's really? The rare collection. Well fucking A, man. Yeah. I'll I'll get a uh a perfectly legal emulator to match my Hard copy of the game that I own in it's physical. It's it's uh like uh t- uh pared down super off road. It plays exactly like that, okay. but without the the real big tuning in between. You still have power ups on the track, but you don't tune and upgrade oh, your car. Okay, so it moves a little quicker too. Yeah. I guess it was in its NES, so like much more primitive compared sure. to off road. Okay, yeah, I do like off road. It's good. It's good. All right, man. So check that group out is what I'm saying. Yeah, check them out. Damn it. We ramble, but it's a great group. And Stephen Michael's a great leader. Do we? He's like uh, the glorious one in uh, Slumberland. Zoltan. 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 <laughs> All hail Stephen Michael. Stephen Michael. <laughs> I'm the kid driving that has to do it later. Zoltan. Zoltan. <laughs> Fantastic. Anyways, all right, we're going to shut up, guys. This was the Little Nemo episode. This is. I don't know why I said it like that. Yeah. I declared it. I don't know. Uh, See you in your fucking nightmares, because I'm coming to flip you. Yeah. I don't know. Bye, everybody. I'm coming. (laughs)